Welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast, the official podcast of Unstoppable Domains. Join us each week to hear from leading experts in the exciting new fields of blockchain, cryptocurrency, and the decentralized web, where we talk about the future of the internet and what that means for humans like us. Not only will this podcast help you sound super smart around your friends, but you'll also learn how you can become a pioneer in this space and help lead the charge toward a more decentralized web. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Chen, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Matthew Gold, co-founder and CEO of Unstoppable Domains, and Jimmy Chain, 0xJim on Twitter, as you all know him, uh, product manager at Unstoppable Domains. And today we are here to talk all about this NFT avatar profile pick craze that I'm sure all of you are seeing all over Twitter with pudgy penguins, cool cats, and then, of course, the OG crypto punks. We're t- here to talk about you know, why these projects have blown up and uh, just really breaking it down and trying to get a good understanding of you know, what's going on with all these projects. So thank you so much, Matt and Jimmy, for joining me today to have this uh, discussion. I think it's going to be very colorful and can't wait to hear all of your opinions on, on these projects. So th- thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Definitely have plenty of opinions. Uh, We'll see how many facts we can get out of this. (laughs) Very cool. Okay, so if any of you have checked out OpenSea recently, you've seen, you know, the top projects are all of these like NFT avatars that people are setting as their profile picks. We have, of course, CryptoPunks at the top, Bored Ape, and then we've got some new ones too that have really risen to the top very quickly, like Pudgy Penguins, Fluff World that just came out. I'm curious to hear both of you, just your general thoughts on like why people are spending so much money on these, you know, what some might think are just JPEGs. I mean, it's a pretty interesting phenomenon. And I think pretty distinct from the NFT bubble that we saw earlier this year, that was more around um, art and to a certain extent, like collectibles. And this is less of a collectible and more of just like a, for lack of a better word, like profile picture or like identity product. So it's like these generative art pieces um, that have basically this like similar base and then people change different traits and there's different rarities of traits. And I mean, I kind of equate it to like two different factors. One is uh, it's essentially like taking what was really uh, popular earlier this year in crypto, which is like community building around certain projects. Like, you know, you would be really into sushi or you'd be really into yearn uh, or Uniswap, uh, and essentially slapping like some form of like visual aid and identity on top of it. And so uh, people could like feel a lot of affinity towards some sort of in-group that they belong to by having this, uh, you know, this avatar, or this profile picture on Twitter, on Discord, what have you. Uh, so that's like pretty interesting from kind of just like a community building and identity perspective. And the second piece is like, I think you're seeing a lot of retail investors participate in this as well, because, you know, you can get in pretty pretty cheap in some of these projects. The mints are, you know, anywhere from 0.02 ETH to 0.08 ETH. So anywhere from call it like $60 to $150. And, you know, some of these are, are really quick kind of like 10x, 20x, sometimes even 100x based on the rarity of your, your trade. And so that's getting a lot of people interested in terms of just like the speculation behind it. 
For sure. Matt, any thoughts? Well, yeah, I'll tell my uh, my personal journey here. So I've had friends working in the art NFT space for you know three plus years. And I remember thinking at the very beginning, it was a pretty weird collection of people. Like there are some people uh, like myself and Braden, and we were trying to work on you know these utility aspects of NFTs. There are some people in DeFi as well. And, you know, we were working on domain names or people working on ways of like backing uh, non-fungible assets and DeFi like applications. And then you had all these people coming over from the art world. Uh, and I will admit it was a mystery to me at the very beginning because I was like, I don't really get it uh, for digital art. Um, and the, so I've watched this space evolve over the last three years. And then I, I actually have had a few NFTs in the past that were, that were art-based NFTs. But I actually, over the past couple of months, I've gotten much more interested in what are known as these uh, PFP NFTs, which stands for Profile Picture NFTs. And you'll see these everywhere on Twitter. <laughs> and so I've have, I have friends who have CryptoPunks and, and Bored Apes, and I've seen these communities. Uh, and each one, I kind of learned a little bit more. So when CryptoPunks came out, I was like, okay, I get it. It's kind of like, you know, really high-end um, artwork, digital artwork on the blockchain. I think that makes sense. And then here's a collection where people can join. Uh, and then I saw the Board Ape Club come out, and uh, all of a sudden there's this really strong community around what they were building, and that kind of caught my attention because it was more than just a regular piece of art. Like if you buy a piece of art, you hang it in your home, nobody else sees it. There's not really a lot of interaction around that. Like the cool thing is having it yourself in your house. Whereas now with like seeing these uh, these communities form, whether they have like ten thousand different pieces, everyone owns one. And then they all want to uh, build on it and make it better, like by adding more functionality to it. So that caught my attention. And then I took the plunge over the last maybe month here and started playing around with some of these uh, profile picture projects um, and just trying to understand uh, how people are identifying with these. And I think that what I realized, and it took me a long time to get here, is that people are looking for a representation of themselves in the digital world. And they're looking for all sorts of ways to do this. And they're doing this with, with profile pictures on their Twitter where they buy a piece of art on one of these places like NFTs, or sorry, like OpenSea. And then they use that to represent, you know, like as their picture, they're doing it with uh, domain names where they uh, get one that represents something they believe in, like a name that is maybe a username or something. They're using that for people to send cryptocurrency for. And I think this is going to continue to happen uh, because... Everywhere you have a digital footprint, you want to represent yourself. You want to have some sort of representation that feels like it's you. So that's where I've come with all of these, uh, all of these different pictures. And I, and I think it's pretty, it's still very early. Yeah. And you just brought up an interesting point too, with a lot of people wanting to set these as their profile pic on Twitter or on Discord or on other channels. And this point about digital identity, it's something that I've been thinking about is I'm somebody who's very attached to my identity, like to my name, to who I've been for my whole life. Uh, but even I have found myself recently changing my profile pic on Twitter from my face to a photo of, to, to an NFT penguin that I have. And I've never identified as a penguin in my life before. So like, what is, if we were to try to like dissect this psychologically, like what is it about these NFT avatars that is making people want to identify as that instead of as you know their their face like who they've been their whole lives any thoughts on that 
Well, I have a thought for why we haven't seen it quite this way before, because you've always been able to get a JPEG and put it on your Twitter, right? But only in the last, you know, since these uh, NFTs for profile pictures have really become popular in the last year or two. And I think it's because you have the ability to own it and it's scarce. Right? And that didn't happen before, right? So so there was no there was no way to really create, you know, ownership and like long-term investment inside of that like image. And if you think about it, it's just another part of your brand. I mean, you know, we're all uh, remote working now and at home. So everyone just wears their pajamas, but (laughs) you you used to go out and you would put on your uh, Gucci shoes or your cowboy hat. And like, you wanted to look a certain way when you went out. Right. And, and uh, you invested a lot in that. Uh, Well, now everyone, when they go out, they're actually just going on Twitter and giving a hot take and they want to be able to invest in how do they look right when they're going out and giving a hot take on Twitter. So the idea that you can actually own it and you can represent like I wear Nike or I wear Tommy Hilfiger, you can you guys can probably date me based on this. Now it's kind of like I I wear or I have like a, a crypto punk or I wear or I have a, a board eight yacht club. And this is I think it's interesting. And these are the other thing that they did is they made like limited editions. So a lot of these will only have a certain number, like a hard cap number that there can be. So there can only be so many people inside these communities. So that also makes it a little bit exclusive. So I feel the ownership has really made it so people are interested in investing in these like longer term as maybe a part of their image. Um, and I think that uh, we need a lot more supply. So you're seeing a lot more of these being created right now because people have different personalities. They have different things they want to emphasize about themselves. Uh, and so there's a lot of new projects trying to come out and meet all those different kind of niche use cases. It's like fast fashion almost. Um, pretty interesting. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to happen, uh, but I finally am tuned in and I kind of understand why it's happening. Yeah. And something else I wonder with that too, is this is like something I'm experimenting with is I just changed my Twitter profile pic to a penguin. And I'm wondering how that's going to affect my interactions with people on Twitter. Right. So a lot of times, like the way that I get people to come on the podcast is I DM them on Twitter and I tell them who I am. They can see who I am. And I say, Hey, you know, I'd love to chat with you. Now, when I DM somebody on Twitter, what they're seeing is a cute little penguin is sending them a message to come on a podcast. And so I wonder if that makes me less credible since they're not seeing my face and they're seeing a penguin instead, or if that just changes the dynamic of how people interact with me, or if I post a really serious tweet or a really deep thought that I have, and it's coming from this cute little penguin, you know, I I wonder if that almost like that message gets received differently because of the profile pic that's that that tweet is being posted from. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts, Jimmy, because I know you have been um, an avatar on Twitter for a while. And so uh, you've you've already gone through this experiment. I'm curious to hear like what your experience has been. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And before we answer that, I do want to echo Matt's point that this combination of like us spending way more time in a digital realm and then also the uh, ability for verifiable ownership uh, on chain through NFTs has definitely led to a ballooning of people wanting to identify with some of these projects. Um, and so I think we're just like in this really interesting fever pitch where like, people uh, like resonate a lot with some of these images. Um, but like speaking from my experience, because I have been uh, <laughs> I have been like a non-human avatar for a while. So first, you know, I was my pretty normal LinkedIn headshot. 
uh, on Twitter and Discord, and then I changed into an anime avatar. Uh, now I'm you know going to uh, I've been using several kind of uh, NFT profile pictures. I mean, like to a certain extent, like it's it's definitely the phenomenon that Matt just described. It's like when you're spending that much time in a digital space with your peers, you want to have some sort of signaling, you know, whether you belong to some sort of group uh, or whether it kind of says something about your character. And so if you have like a really cute uh, profile picture, you know, it says kind of how you view yourself or how you want to view yourself in this digital space. Or if you have like a really you know, like fierce or really badass kind of profile picture that also signals something, right? Uh, and it also signals kind of the project that you choose. And so obviously right now, if you have a crypto punk uh, that says that you either are very, either A, very successful or B, you have been an early adopter of crypto and you belong in this very exclusive club of people. And I would say Bored Apes is getting to that level as well, as well as people love putting their art blocks uh, on, on their backgrounds, which is like a pretty prominent and generative art collection. And so they would put their Fidenza in the background of their CryptoPunk. A CryptoPunk is $150,000. A Fidenza is, you know, $80,000. And so that says something about a person, right? Uh, to a certain extent. For me, I think it comes down to kind of twofold for why I choose to be, you know, not myself uh, on Twitter. One is, uh, it is definitely community signaling. And so for me to be a penguin or for me to be a cool cat, um, that says something about who uh, who I like to affiliate with uh, on a digital space. And so I think like the wholesome nature and the collaborative nature of these communities is definitely something that I want to signal. And uh, to your point, Diana, when you say, you know, you're a penguin and you're DMing people and it's less credible, I would almost argue the counter. And I think it would be more credible because you're signaling to people that you are crypto native, that you belong in this community that is full of crypto native folks. Uh, and that's probably more powerful than even having your IRL picture because that probably signals that you come from a Web2 background, in my opinion. Um, so that's the first piece. And then the second piece is definitely some level of like uh, pseudonymity. And so I don't want people to assume like any sort of uh, preconceived notions about myself. Like I really want to start from a blank slate uh, outside, of course, the signaling of, you know, whatever NFT community you're a part of. I don't, you know, don't want people to assume that I'm, you know, a certain age, that I'm, you know, Chinese American uh, or anything like that. Like, I just want to be Jimmy. I just want to be, uh, you know, kind of like a blank slate behind that. And I think like as even as an experiment, like that's been really thoughtful because, um, yeah, like I, I think people kind of can put that aside and, and really see you for your content or see for you for the character that you want to project into this digital space. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think that goes to the whole ethos of decentralization and, you know, sort of replacing the middleman with these smart contracts is eliminating a lot of human biases that there's, you know, we, we all have, all of us have innately. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really good point. Another thing I wanted to get your take on both of you is this element of community that has come up so many times already in this conversation. I think when most people think about community in the traditional world, they think of people form communities around either shared interests, shared background, you see a lot of ethnic groups forming communities together. You see people with similar interests, hiking groups, foodie groups, all of these different things. And so when you're talking about community around uh, an NFT avatar project, you know, that just seems a little more random and less um, logical, or I guess, or less like what we're used to people forming community around. How, how do you guys think of, you know, this community that's formed around just a shared interest in this NFT avatar project? 
and um, the strength of that or the potential strength of that community. I have a couple thoughts here. So uh, this is actually the part that is interesting uh, and new about uh, this type of like maybe brand affinity is another way to call it. And so I was thinking about this and I was like, uh, I was thinking to myself, well, it makes sense to me that now that people are spending more time online, that they're going to want to have, be associated with digital brands, just like they are in the real world. Like you used to want to own Nike shoes or wear a Michael Jordan jersey or something like that. And I could imagine a lot of these, these NFT profile picture projects, you know, I could easily see brands evolving here uh, to create these types of um, create this type of art for people to be a part of. But the thing that's different here is that you can talk to the other people who own this art and they have these discord channels and these communities. So it really feels like the next generation of brands, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And I, I mean, I'm saying that because I'm coming from, you know, an older older style background. And I was kind of thinking through, uh, like, will brands emerge here? And I think they probably, I think they could, like, we're seeing these projects being made by just a couple of developers get together, and then they put these together. And they're mostly for people in the crypto space. But I actually think there's a powerful uh, opportunity here for people to start building uh, brands around ideas, um, where communities can interact uh, on these digital spaces to display their uh, affinity for certain things like, you know, breast cancer, everyone knows is associated with the color pink, right? Or at least here in the US, that's very common. And we could see a lot more things like that start to happen in this NFT space. Um, and then that also made me think of another thing. It, and I mentioned it a little earlier, it feels like fast fashion, like, like you're asking, like, am I going to be this profile pic of, you know, this animal avatar for forever? And, and I actually had a profile picture before this of myself. And it was I had it made like a cartoon. Because, uh, you know, for privacy reasons, you know, they're, they're scanning your photos everywhere on the internet. And I actually liked having like a an avatar instead represent me online um, for just a, a lot of reasons. I thought it, it just felt better to me. Uh, and so I've recently updated one of these uh, NFT PFP projects and I'm testing it out. But I actually could see myself rotating and trying another one uh, next month where I could see myself having, you know, a profile, uh, a digital uh, image that I'm that I associate myself with for uh, Christmas or maybe for Breast Cancer Awareness Month or for some other thing that I'm participating in. So um, my head is getting wrapped around like, oh, I really think there's a lot more to be done in this space. Uh, I think it's going to be much bigger and the supply there's going to be a lot more supply of these coming on not everyone is going to have a crypto punk for a hundred thousand dollars right it's impossible uh, but i think so i do think we're going to get mass market you know fast digital fashion right for five bucks uh where you could you could buy something and then display your affinity for that for that brand or that cause for time period in your digital spaces yeah for sure and i i think you know as with anything i think there's two sides to the coin so when i think about this new way of forming community, I definitely think, you know, the positive is that instead of forming community around, you know, the way that we traditionally did around shared interests, shared backgrounds, shared perspectives, we now have access to people from all over the world who we may not share the same beliefs as the same political views, the same backgrounds, but now through this shared interest in an NFT avatar project, we can maybe expose ourselves to people that we otherwise wouldn't have come across in the traditional world. And that can help us open our minds to different perspectives, to different backgrounds, different cultures, different learnings. And I think that part is really, uh, really exciting and really awesome. But on the flip side, it's like, you know, these these NFT projects that are blowing up right now, like CryptoPunks, it's $150,000. So what, what you're you know, obviously only a very limited number of people can actually get into the market for a CryptoPunk um, if you didn't get in like super early days. And so in that sense, it's like, are you almost signaling 
that you have to be wealthy to be part of this club? Um, and then are you sort of, you know, shunning certain communities who just can't afford to pay, you know, not, not I won't even say 150,000, even like a hundred bucks for an NFT is like not something that everybody can do. Yeah. Matt, uh, you've got some thoughts. Yeah, I do. So like new technology, a lot of the times will happen for, um, the high end consumers first, right? Like, you know, car phones were a thousand dollars back in 1990, whatever. Personal computers. Right. Personal computers. Like, so they just, they, sometimes they just start at the high end and then, you know, as, as the technology gets adopted and the supply comes down, then, then everybody's got it and everyone's got a cell phone in their pocket now. So I think that that's maybe temporary. And I think that, and we'll see if this plays out in the market or not, but I think you're going to see a lot more of these projects. So I'm actually in here just to learn. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a, a avid NFT collector or anything like that. I'm just here playing around with these projects to see how, to see how they work. Um, and I think that what's interesting to me is how it's going to change um, uh, people's behavior online, because I think that if you have the ability to uh, own, you know, digital goods and, and images of yourself or whatever, you can invest in, you can invest in presenting some sort of image of yourself and that's worth you know, that's worth uh, spending some time and some thought in over time, just like people think about how they dress up or something like that. So uh, that's how I'm viewing it. Uh, so maybe I'm a little bit more on the, I'm less on the investing and speculative side, although I know there's a lot of that going on um, and I'm more thinking about longer term, uh, how people are going to use these this type of artwork digitally to express themselves or, or maybe give a different opinion. And I don't know about you, but when I was growing up and I went to public school, uh, I liked the fact that they let me wear whatever I wanted to, to school, even if it was, you know, we didn't have uniforms because uh, that gave me a, a way to like, you know, feel out and express myself. And I think it's the same thing on online and uh, these platforms need to open up and allow people more ways to express themselves. Uh, and I think that that's, you know, this is part of that project where people can actually own it. Yeah, on the point of like accessibility for uh, some of these digital art projects, I do think, you know, one potential solution is the normalization of uh, fractionalizing some of these pieces. And so there have been projects that are trying to, uh, and honestly, in, in my opinion, successfully uh, normalizing kind of the, the ability to share these NFTs. Uh, and they in and of themselves like form these micro communities. And so I'm thinking about uh, the zombie punk bid uh, on fractional art, which is a, a project thinking about fractionalization. Uh, and a zombie punk is very, very expensive now. I think the winning bid was, uh, you know, over a million dollars. And there were, you know, several hundred people that were participating in this bid, essentially collaborating and pooling their resources together and getting some sort of representative proportion of, of the zombie punk. And so once they won the bid, everyone on Twitter changed their profile picture to, uh, either the, the actual zombie punk or like a derivative of the zombie punk where it had like, uh, like a party hat and like a, uh, one of those like blowing popper things out of its mouth to signal that they're part of this like party, like this bidding. They were part of the bid, right? Uh, and that in of itself, it's its own sub community, has its own uh, community on Discord. And, and that's pretty interesting, uh, to see like sub communities forming around these really premium, uh, art pieces and, uh, it doesn't really, I think, diminish the value of it either. If anything, it augments it. And so it's, I, I think that's one potential solution, uh, as well as just like the proliferation of other projects. Yeah, 100%. I think those are all super good points. Um, another question that I have for you guys is we have seen so many of these NFT projects come up, and some of them have been more successful than others. And so I'm curious to hear your take on what makes one of these NFT avatar projects 
more successful or less successful? Jimmy, do you want to start this one? Sure. I think it starts, honestly, like I've, I've thought about this a lot in terms of, you know, what makes a project really successful. And I think it comes down to like, at first I thought it was like art. Then I thought it was like roadmap, right. Uh, in terms of, you know, some of these projects have really broad and, and kind of aspirational goals to like be a, a, a video game or have, like have a metaverse space or something. But I really think it just comes down to like a combination of like mimetic desire and like uh, community building. Uh, and so like mimetic desire, like it's, it's basically like you, like things are valuable because other people value it, right? That goes down to like us from like an evolutionary perspective needing to belong to some sort of in-group. And so when you see people uh, that you respect and that you want to kind of mirror yourself after uh, adopt these, like it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. And so a great example is um, this one project called 24 Pixels or 24 PX, which is a derivative of the Cool Cats. Uh, it has no dev, right? Like the dev made it and just disappeared. It has no community team. It has no roadmap, right? The art is somewhat of like a derivative of CryptoPunk slapped onto Cool Cats. Um, but it's been absolutely exploding because, uh, you know, like a community kind of formed around the fact that there's no in intrinsic utility in this project, right? Which is like kind of antithetical to what you think is a successful NFT project. Um, and that's because a lot of people just started adopting it organically and it kind of just spread like wildfire. And so I think that's like one piece. Um, the second piece, like I think definitely comes down to like execution of like community building. Like I think community building can be organic, but it needs to have a framework in order to grow really rapidly. Uh, and so there's been projects like, of course, Board 8 Yacht Club is, I think, the, the golden example of this, of like how to deliberately build and mobilize community members who literally like want to add value to this community for free. Uh, and so I think like those some combination of those just like really show like what is a successful project versus like one that's just either purely art or maybe even lacking some other dimensions. Got it. So would you argue even that like the artwork itself is like the least important factor in how successful a project becomes. And it's really more about like the execution on community building, maybe having celebrities or influencers tweet about it. Like I'm thinking Gary Vee tweeting about world of women and seeing that just blow up. Um, and you know, maybe the storytelling behind it, like some of those other factors you would place higher than actually like what the avatar looks like itself. Yeah, it's a pretty hot take. Uh, and I, I think it, it would definitely stir up a bit of controversy, but I do think that art is not even in the top five considerations. I think for people that are interested in this project, they have to at least not hate the art, right? Uh, and there are definitely projects where, uh, you know, tastes vary, right? Uh, like some of them are much more hyper-realistic, even like 3D renderings. Some of them are incredibly simplistic, right? That kind of like 24 pixel format of the CryptoPunks. You have to like like it to a certain extent, uh, but again, like things around like community building, around kind of like in-group signaling uh, are really important. And I kind of want to push back that it's like a one-size-fits-all. It's not like if you get you know uh, people to you know influencers to really like adopt this and, and talk about it a lot is is it going to pay off? Because uh, there needs to be like a layer of authenticity behind it. And so that's why I think World of Women did really well, because they have a really good story and they have a lot of authenticity behind it. And so, yes, Gary Vee 
uh, and digital art chick and other NFT influencers were helpful in kind of the uh, success of the project. But um, that, that, that wouldn't have happened without kind of those foundational pieces. Gotcha. Matt, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'd love to uh, maybe step back here for the skeptics because I would put myself definitely in that category. And I've been watching the space for a couple of years. So like, you know, how skeptical do you have to be to sit on the sidelines for like three years? Um, and what really made this make sense for me was the idea of uh, digital fashion <laughs> and and now that you can own things and you can, you know, put them on in a sense by displaying that as your profile picture across these digital platforms. And I actually think it's a huge new market. So I actually just think it's a really, like the fashion market is, you know, uh, I think the richest guy on the planet right now is the guy who who owns a fashion company, that, you know, the French gentleman, LVMI or what, I don't even know. I'm not great at fashion. but Louis Vuitton. Yeah, Louis Vuitton, there you go. They, there you go. And I think he's worth $200 billion or something ridiculous. Fashion is gigantic. It's a huge industry. And this is digital fashion. And it's like we were saying earlier, why all of a sudden now is this a thing? And it's like, well, you can finally own things digitally that you couldn't. Um, and so that really helped me you know, get my mind around it. And so that's why people are paying a lot of money for this because it's digital fashion and there's not enough supply here. Uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity for people to come in and, and build out digital fashion. We already know this works. I think Second Life all the way back in 2000 or 2004, whenever Second Life just started out, people were selling skins in Second Life and making money. And people are selling skins now on Fortnite or, or I guess these other places. These companies are making billions of dollars selling this type of stuff. But what's happening in the crypto space with NFTs is that consumers can buy these uh, these digital these digital fashion products is essentially what I kind of see them as. And then they can own them and then they can use them across a bunch of different platforms. Like I can display my, um, my NFT that I bought on OpenSea. I can show that on my Twitter. I can show that on my uh, Discord. I actually don't know if I can do that, <laughs> but I can show it on, on like, and I can I can uh, post it on my other social profiles. Um, and that's very interesting. And I got into this, obviously, I think about domain names all the time because that's what I'm working on all the time. We see that happening with domain names too, is people put their domain names in different places on their social profiles. It's a little bit different because um, it's more like, uh, it's like, it's a different type of signaling because it's, you know, I want an easier way to look it up or it's a little bit different, but there's a lot more uh, options for creativity on the visual display side of things with these with these profile pictures. And so this that's why the space is blowing up. So for the skeptics out there, I would just say, if you if you can agree that fashion is a really big industry and you can you can just go look at the evidence, uh, and then you can agree that we've had this change that's happened in the digital economy right now, where we have the ability for people to like buy and own you know these NFT fashion pieces, then that's what to me that's what's explaining this really explosive uh, this really explosive market. And there's going to be brands. I, I really think you know, and, and I'm dating myself here, but I really think there's going to be brands in this space. And there's going to yes, there's going to be the Louis Vuittons of of NFTs out there. And I think that those brands are being developed right now. And you're seeing that that happening. And then you're also going to have you know your 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 Nikes, your mid level tier, and then you're going to have your uh, your your uh, store store bought brands. But I think everyone's going to be participating because um, you know fashion is something that humans have been doing for ever. And I don't think that, and now we're just doing it in the digital realm. I kind of want to push back on your last point in brands. Well, there's two points to it. One is I think there's going to be a paradigm shift of like, there are brands that are being built right now that will be powerhouses in a few years. And so Board Ape Yacht Club has been very deliberate about how it wants to build its brand in collaboration with like fashion and streetwear brands. And so that's definitely something to keep mind of, um, to be cognizant of kind of going forward of like, there are brands right now that are kind of like young, hacky upstarts, but they will be 
powerhouses. That's, you know, my, my belief uh, in the next few years. So that's one piece. The second piece of like established brands entering in the space and finding success. I think this is where we're going to see a lot of deviation based on like the execution of what these teams want to do. Right. And so I think a good EG is looking at uh, two kind of recent entrants in the NT space in terms of established brand perspective. Uh, one is Louis Vuitton uh, and the second one is like Coca-Cola. And so Louis Vuitton had a pretty interesting kind of entrance uh, into the NFT space. One is they built this like digital game that is like pretty beautiful. It's, it's a little buggy, but it's beautiful. So you can tell like there was some love and some intention put into this uh, in order to win NFTs that are in collaboration with Beeple, right? And so Beeple is a pretty established name in the digital art slash NFT space, especially given his $96 million sale earlier this year. And so people are fairly excited about that. Uh, and you kind of contrast that to like Coca-Cola or like, you know, there's a slew of other kind of like established brands launching NFT projects and it, they're kind of falling flat, right? At least within the communities that I belong in, like the more crypto native, NFT native communities, because they realize that like there's no authenticity behind it, right? It's like, oh, like a Coke NFT, fine, right? Uh, or even like the Twitter NFT. It's like, it, it did well financially, but it's like there's no community behind it. And it's like, okay, like here, have your money, right? And then leave. But we're trying to like build something authentic and community driven here. Uh, that, that's my, that's my kind of observation, at least. I'll say that I think that you're definitely going to be different. And, uh, I think that maybe the, like, one of the things that it's going to be indexed differently on is community participation, because with digital brands, it's a lot easier to get customer feedback. I don't know if you've ever, it's a lot easier to get feedback from users, maybe even call them user feedback. If you've bought something before and you're like, hey, you know, complete this user survey, like I've filled out maybe two of those my entire life. Um, whereas if you buy a digital good, I can immediately jump into the Discord and then say exactly what I think about that digital project, like you know, within five minutes of buying it. So I would I would push back again. I would say, I still think it's kind of, maybe brand is not a good word, but I still think these things are brands. And I think that one that you brought up for people who don't know, uh, Board Ape Yacht Club, B-A-Y-C, is one of, the, I think, one of the more innovative ones in the space because I've been looking at them and, and trying to understand how their communities are built around these profile pictures. And they are building, you know, sub-brands underneath themselves, right? And maybe they wouldn't call them that, but they have they have the top line uh, profile pictures with the uh, with the apes as they chose their character, and then they made another derivative one with the uh, with dogs called the Kennel Club. I think they they could continue doing that, you know, a lot of different times, and then you could see that really becoming a consumer brand. Um, I don't know if they've taken that big of a view yet, right? Like, are are these NFT projects going to be? Uh, the web van or the pets.com, right? Is this like the 90s, the 90s bubble for these NFT projects? Or are some of these going to actually go the distance and become the next, uh, you know, Instacarts of this industry? But I think we are there in, in their multi-billion dollar in industries. And, and I understand that people don't like calling them brands, but from one lens, that is a good way to try to understand what these people are doing. And I think they're going to be the next evolution. It's like brands 3.0 uh, because they're going to have to listen to their community members uh, because it's so easy to get feedback now. Yeah, man, I'm glad you brought up Board Ape Yacht Club and how they've done such a good job with building community because that is something um, that I wanted to talk to you guys more about is like, what are some of your favorite NFT avatar projects right now? And I'd love to hear uh, your perspective on how they've been building their community and what aspects of that have been really successful because I think that's sort of like the million dollar question in crypto right now is like community building, right? Like everyone is recognizes the importance of building community, but like, what does that actually mean? How do you actually build 
community, I think it's, it's, it's a lot easier said than done. And so I, I'd love to hear, you know, from what you've seen being in these discord channels and these communities, like for your favorite projects, what is, what is it about their community building or their execution that has been so successful? I mean, there's definitely a lot of projects that are doing really novel things in terms of community building. I still think it's like the Wild West in terms of experimentation of how you really foster a, a vibrant community uh, for your brand, as, as Matt calls it. When we look at like the canonical example of great uh, NFT community building, it is the apes. I think what really kind of kickstarted that level of uh, like that explosion of community vibrancy was the innovation of commercial rights. And so when you own a board ape, uh, unlike a CryptoPunk or other, uh, some of these earlier NFT projects, uh, you actually own the commercial rights to it. So you can print them, you can make merchandise for your specific ape, right? You can't do it for other apes. You can't do it for other ape affiliated uh, kind of like trademarks, uh, but you can do it for your ape. And so people took that and kind of ran with it with a bunch of remixes and a bunch of ways to kind of augment the brand, you kind of make that uh, creative experience or that entrepreneurial experience bottom up because everyone is, uh, you know, incented in order to uh, drive value for for their ape, right? And, and they feel a lot more ownership behind it when they realize that there's some sort of financial upside as well. Uh, and so that was something that I think really kickstarted it, uh, call it like a few months ago, uh, maybe around like May in terms of like, okay, like, there is in a reason why I want to invest my time into my board eight because I feel so much affinity towards it. I think that's like the best example that I've seen community building and it kind of like started this whole wave of other uh, PFP projects that have very similar kind of dynamics. Another project that I really enjoy is the Cool Cats and I enjoy them for somewhat of a different way. I like it because the team behind it is very mindful of not stifling organic attention. And so I don't think they did anything deliberate in order to make their project incredibly successful outside of, you know, having uh, a pretty strong dev team uh, outside of having a pretty clear roadmap and obviously having a very distinctive art. But they were like pretty mindful of like allowing derivatives to flourish, uh, other remixes, allowing community members to create art for other members and not really restricting that. Uh, and basically allowing like the, the community members to do whatever they want, right? Not whatever they want, but like and to a certain extent, like writing articles, like doing uh, features within other projects. They kind of took some like lightning in a bottle and really just like let it flourish, which I think was pretty successful. Yeah, for sure. And Matt, I know you recently got into the Pudgy Penguins. What was it about that project that drew you in? Uh, so I'm a huge animal fan for people who have been following Unstoppable Domains for the past three years. Uh, we actually did our own version of NFTs with animals uh, maybe two or three years ago. And there's a few people who actually are collecting those. We were very early, right? So we didn't think to have limited editions of these like they do with um, any of these, like one of 10,000. So we don't have, we didn't have a cap on the number of those um, originally being minted. We didn't, you know, build these discord communities around them. We didn't do any of the uh, innovation around uh, like ownership of the commercial rights to them, like board eight yacht club. Cause this is again, two, two years ago or more. Uh, so, but yeah, I've always had an affinity for animals. I've been like watching these uh, for three years and not really understanding what was going on. And so it just so happened that this was a project that was happening 
uh, during this time. And I was like, okay, I think I get it now. And so then I, I stepped my toes in and it takes me a while. It was the exact same way for me with Bitcoin too. I literally read about Bitcoin from very, very early on. And it took me two or three years before I, you know, finally put my toes in in 2013. Cause I like to think a lot about these types of things before I get there. If I don't understand it, I don't really want to use it yet. Uh, but if I feel like I kind of understand it, then I will, I will step in. So that's why I'm in there. Uh, I think that these are super cool. I would encourage people to uh, check out uh, some of these projects and, and, you know, find ones early, get in and, and like, just, you know, know that I think there's going to be a lot more of these. Hopefully the devs will continue to make supply so that there can be more people trying out these types of communities. And I'm interested to see where digital fashion goes. So I wanted to, it's a lot easier to pay attention, right? If you have some skin in the game. Um, so I did it so that I could get in. That's, that's my story for my pudgy penguin. Yeah. And speaking of digital fashion, that's something that I think about too with NFTs and what's possible for NFTs. I think I have all of these ideas about all these cool things you can do with these NFT avatar projects, but because I'm not a technical person, I'm, I don't know if any of this is actually like technically possible or not. So I'd love to run some of these through you guys and get your take on, you know, like what is actually technically possible and what's not. And one thing I think about a lot is like, would it be possible to design fashion, like uh, shirts and hats and clothing and accessories and things for your different NFT avatars and have it be in a way that it would fit a cool cat and it would also fit a pudgy penguin and it would also fit a bored ape, you know, and I could put it on like any of these clothes, like say I have like an unstoppable domain hoodie and I want to put that on all of my animals. Like maybe today I've got my, my penguin as my avatar. I want my penguin to wear it today and tomorrow I want my cool cat to wear it. Is that something that would be possible? Almost having like, maybe even having like a digital tailor for NFTs to tailor it to, you know, these different animals. Like, what, is that something that would be possible? Yes, but there aren't any standards around making these interoperable because a lot of these are generative. And so they have, they have like some sort of base layer. Like they have like a, you know, a base ape or a base penguin or a base, whatever happens to be the, the avatar of the month. And then they have things that get generated on top. I don't think anyone's worked on trying to figure out how to make that work across these different collections yet. We'll probably see a collection try that out in the future. I mean, it's still super early, but I think there are very few limits on what you can do with these avatars and with digital fashion. It's going to be, I think it's going to be super flexible. I could very easily see ways for you to put that into the smart contract. <laughs> like I could see, I could see how that would be possible to be done. Um, and then to make it extensible, like have apps be able to like have different brands be able to um, like prove that they are that brand or something so that you could have a Nike hat for your board ape. Right. And then it would actually come from Nike uh, and it probably won't be one of these traditional brands to start out with, but who knows, maybe it will be uh, some of these guys have dived in. So there's very few limitations uh, on the technical side. There's a lot that needs to be done on standardization, I would say. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it'd be super cool to be able to have, you know, digital fashion moving around from avatar to avatar and then be able to take your avatars across different virtual lands. Like I can take my avatar to Decentraland and then I can move it to crypto voxels and I can do whatever I want to do there. And then another thing I think would be cool is like an evolution of an NFT. And so maybe you buy, you know, there's an NFT that's uh, cats, you know crypto community loves cats. And maybe when you first mint the NFT or first buy it, it's just a baby kitten. And then the longer you have it, the more it grows and evolves like a real life cat. And, you know, eventually it'll turn into an adult cat and it'll turn into like a senior cat and just have that natural evolution happen over time. I think that would be pretty cool too. 
and you're talking about the gamification, which I think is also going to come as we broaden the size of the market. But, you know, again, for the skeptics out there, I would say some of the biggest companies on the planet and some of the probably the most forward looking people um, out there, like Mark Zuckerberg, you know, he really believes you're going to be in VR and your social networks in the future, right? And then um, if you're going to be in VR, or he even says the metaverse, like Mark Zuckerberg is saying this out there, and they've got 3 billion people on their platform, and he wants to move everybody into VR. And I would just say, like, I think there's going to be a lot, a lot more uh, digital fashion coming your way, right? If everyone is meeting up in Facebook VR, uh, you're definitely going to want to be able to, I mean, my Instagram is just full of people trying to show how cool they are uh, with, with all the different photos that they're taking, right? And I think that if we're going to be in VR, people are going to want to do the exact same thing with these fashions. And I would just say the crypto market is kind of telling us the future here is going to be these limited supply NFTs, right? That are like that are essentially community-led brands would maybe be a way of phrasing that. And so I think you can see the future here uh, ahead of everybody else. And like I always say, I really want to make sure that people who tune in here are getting you know the alpha. Like, how is culture going to change from this new technology that's happening? And it's happening really quick. Like this is happening fast for me. Um, so. I would say, you know, uh, I'm just calling this out. I want people to pay attention. I do think there's something big here um, and it's worth kind of tuning into. For sure. Yeah. And to sort of wrap this up, I want to get both of your thoughts on the long-term outlook on these NFT uh, profile pics, avatars, whatever you want to call them. Is this just a craze? Like, is this a bubble that we're in where everybody is super obsessed with these NFT avatars right now? Or is this really just the beginning and we're going to see more and more of this? And in 10 years, you know, like everyone's going to be representing their identities with an avatar on Twitter and on uh, across all social media. Like, what do you guys see as being the long-term outlook of these NFT avatars? I think like with any nascent technology, people kind of like overestimate the impact of it in the short term, but underestimate the impact of it in the long term. And so that is to say that, you know, there are boom and bust cycles. Uh, like what Matt said, like this stuff is moving so fast. We've already had one uh, for NFTs earlier this year. And we're kind of in like the second wave of uh, NFT kind of euphoria. And so, uh, I mean, there's a lot of projects, right? And quite frankly, like, they're all in the green. Uh, and so that's not incredibly sustainable uh, from just like a market health perspective. But I think, you know, if you cut through the noise, you'll see that there are a lot of thematic takeaways that you can have from this kind of moment in history. And that is the fact that people are seeing kind of like NFTs as an augmentation of their identity. I don't think that was abundantly apparent uh, earlier this year in the first kind of NFT boom. It was a lot more around collectibles, right? It was collecting top shots. It was collecting, you know, generative art still, but like hash masks and stuff like that, um, that were not, you know, PFPs. Um, you know, the, the team in hash masks have gone around and say like they did not intend for hash masks to be profile pictures. Uh, and they're actively working on actually changing that for their V2. But now, you know, like this, this was something that no one really predicted. And people really resonate with it, right? Uh, it's not just mania. Some of these people are legitimately in it for the identity, the signaling, and the art. Uh, and they'll hold it to zero, right? That's product market fit right there. And so we're going to see more uh, of this coming. Uh, to your point, there is extensions of this. There is evolution uh, in terms of, you know, having an NFT evolve with you based on, you know, whatever activities you have on chain or whatever kind of other factors may happen off-chain through some sort of Oracle network. 
there is kind of like accessories, right? You can like add things to your NFTs. Uh, and there's also interoperability. You can take your NFT and it has different kind of representations. Like your board ape might be in a racing game as a little trinket on your dashboard. Uh, your board ape might be a little hat on some sort of like web three version of the Sims, right? And so there's, there's definitely a lot of kind of, uh, areas that we can expand this, uh, problem space. And, uh, I think we're just going to see, uh, honestly, we're going to see innovation come in later this year that no one expected. So that's, that's the craziness of being in this space. I would say on the tech side in the short term, uh, we definitely have like just a limited supply and that has created a small bubble in this space. Um, and so on the tech side, like we need to try out a lot more formats. You suggested some things here on the call, uh, you know, like maybe video, maybe there's all sorts of new new ways that we need to try expressing you know digital fashion. And then you know, standards need to be developed so that it's easier to um, for these to be interoperable across different platforms or verified or whatever. These things are going to be important. And throwing money around won't just solve the problem. <laughs> so uh, because you have to get you need to get developers and engineers and creators to come in here and then help build out these new community-led brands. What's happened here is we've seen like a lot of interest spike in the short term, but I think it's a really good long-term signal. Right? And you know, if you ignore maybe the short the short run, the next you know one to two three years, and you look out over the next decade and you realize this is really a big move in you know digital fashion <laughs> with with these new community-led brands, I think that. Uh, that's the important thing to pick up if you're if you're interested in where things are going long run and you want to kind of tamp down on the noise that's what this is showing i'm actually very excited to see what people build yeah and i think one thing i heard from both of you in that sort of like concluding thoughts is that the where we're shifting with all of this nft stuff is more and more towards identity and i actually think that you know with these nft avatars with even blockchain domains like I've been playing around like crazy with these dot NFTs that we have. And I know like Jimmy and I have both, you know, just gone all out on the penguins and we're like DGen Pangus on Twitter. And it might be different by the time this comes out and is live, but it's so much fun to like play around with it. And you can sort of like get creative with it and find, you know, different elements of your identity in, in, in your domain name, in your profile pic and all of these things. And I'm really excited for um, that element of it. So really excited to see it play out. Also, if you're a developer, if you're a builder, make sure you join our Discord community. And we're always looking for people to help build new cool features for us. If you're interested in identity and all of that stuff and you're a builder, hit up our Discord. Jimmy runs that group and he's awesome, obviously. So uh, join our Discord, chat with us, connect with us and um, help us build. Well, thank you both, Matt and Jimmy, for joining me on this. Uh, I know this was super last minute. We all just got super excited by this NFT avatar craze and wanted to do an episode on it. So I appreciate you joining me last minute. Hopefully all of you listeners uh, found this to be beneficial, heard some interesting things in this conversation. And we'd love to continue the conversation with you as well and get your thoughts on all of this. I know everybody's got some different thoughts right now. So make sure you tweet us at Unstoppable Web or you can tweet us individually as well. And we would all love to continue the conversation with you. So thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll be back again soon with another episode of the Unstoppable Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Unstoppable Podcast. If something we said today resonated with you, please rate, subscribe, and download our podcast and share this episode on social media with your network. 
And remember, the fun doesn't have to stop when the episode ends. You can continue this conversation with us on Twitter by tweeting your questions, thoughts, and ideas to Unstoppable Web. We look forward to chatting with you and thanks again for listening.